Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghost, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and it is June 22nd already. And we have got a great show for you tonight. But first, Michelle, welcome back from your travels. How are you? Oh, I am doing wonderful. How are you? I'm good, but guess what? It's cold here again. I'm what? sitting here. It's about I, I know. Here. Well, <laughs> would you please blow some of that heat this way? I think we're going to get it this weekend for a couple of days. But yeah, it's been cold and rainy, and I'm sitting here with my socks on and a long sleeve polo shirt. And oh yeah, it's still oh chilly. I know. So I I really appreciate the fact that you have some heat, <laughs> quite a bit of it yeah. apparently, 104. <laughs> wow. So tell us what's coming up for you, because you're still kind of going on the road. So what's happening? Yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm still traveling. Most of that's just personal this summer. Um, but I am. I have an upcoming online class. If you are in the Phoenix area, I have in-person events in July. On July 10th, we're doing a sound and energy healing and reading event. And then at the end of the month, I'll be at the Phoenix Psychic Fair. So I've got that. And then in August, I will be at the Helping Parents Heal Conference here in Phoenix, Arizona. And then the end of August, August 31st to September 4th, I will be headed to Salt Lake City for the IANS Conference. So I'm really excited about these fun upcoming events. The Helping Parents Heal Conference, I believe, still has a few tickets left, like single digits and tickets. And that is an amazing organization for any parent who is working through a child transitioning. And they're just phenomenal. And the support and love from this group of people is amazing. And then, of course, the life after death studies. I mean, who doesn't want to know about that? Because that's always fun and exciting, too. Well, I'm so impressed with everything you're involved with. This is all great stuff. And especially the group that helps parents. Because I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any harder loss than that, uh, than losing a child. So helping them to work through this, you must see some amazing transformations because that's a really, really tough, tough thing. Uh, You know, it is. It is. It's hard, and I agree with you. I think it's one of the hardest things. And one of the main goals, right, for me as a medium is for these beautiful parents to realize that their connection and their communication and their relationship with their child, it lives on. It looks different than it did before, but it is still there, and it is still active, and they are still connected. That's wonderful. 
it's just I, I've worked with in my past as a therapist. I worked with people who lost uh, children, and it it was difficult. So having a group like this that you're a member of and that you're you're helping these people is just fantastic. So good for you. That's really great. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to tell – oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for everything you're doing to help. And I also wanted to announce next week we have Jeff Harmon, an astrologer. He's been on the show before. Now, he's going to be telling us all about what's coming. So if you want to know about food shortages, the diesel oil shortages, which I just heard about all of this coming down the pike, it is – very unpleasant to listen to, but hopefully Jeff is going to have some good news, I'm hoping, uh, for all of us that are, you know, right now looking at a pretty bleak future with the issues that have been created, and I do mean created, over energy and food, transportation, uh, things like that. So anyways, Jeff's an excellent astrologer. He's going to explain everything, so be sure to tune in. Next week, same time, same station, because I want everybody to be prepared. Let's face it, these are tough times even now um, with what's going on. So we, we want to make sure everybody is aware, as aware as possible, and maybe you can grow some food or put some food away and get ready. So got to find out what to get ready for, and that's why Jeff is joining us. So... Look forward to that. And also be yeah. sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and MeWe and all the places we are because we've got great stories. Now, as everybody knows, UFOs are being spotted everywhere. And I'm getting reports from all over the world more than ever before. So make sure you follow us on social media so you can keep up with everything that's going on. And also with what's going on with this supposed disclosure, and I say that supposed with a lot of emphasis on the supposed. So we're hoping to get Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Greer on the show, who actually has a method of contacting extraterrestrials. And I I do agree with what he's doing, and I'm sure you do also, Michelle. This is something that we should be doing. We should not be going through our government that's been lying to us for so many years. Go direct, and Stephen Greer has a way to do that, and the people that have been involved with his groups and his methods all have some really good experiences to share. So I'm hoping we'll get Stephen mm-hmm. on the show before too long to talk about all of that. So we don't need an intermediary. We don't need the government manipulating the information and then just throwing out bits and pieces. We can do it ourselves. So I hope to get Stephen on to tell everybody how he does it and how he instructs people to do it. So Absolutely. I think that would be a lot of fun. Wouldn't that be great to have him on? I hope we yes. can get him on. <clears throat> so, I think you can. Yeah, I'm going to try real hard to make sure he joins us at some point. And Corey Good's going to be coming back again, too. He's another whistleblower with all this stuff. So we're going to have him back in probably a month. So don't miss mm-hmm. any of these shows. They're all great and they're going to be for your benefit. So make sure you uh, you join us every week and spread the word so that everybody can hear about what's coming from Jeff and what Stephen Greer has to say once we get him and everybody else. But tonight we have such a special guest. Now, 
Romy Bueller is an animal communicator, and she is also an holistic animal health coach. Romy was on our show, when was that, about six weeks ago or so, Michelle? I think it was, yeah, six to eight weeks ago. And we had such an overwhelmingly positive response to Romy. They all wanted her back. So Romy's back tonight, and she is going to be taking your questions about your pets, you know, whether it's just wanting to hear from them or wanting to know how they're feeling emotionally or physically, how they feel about their diet, any of those kinds of things. Um, this is this is what Romy's going to be doing with all of us tonight. So if you would like to call in and ask Romy a question on behalf of your pet, the phone number is 563-999-3539. Again, that is 563-999-3539. So let me just introduce you again to Romy. She is a world-renowned animal communicator and holistic animal health coach, and she's going to help you tonight with your animal families. Now, Romy will find out what's going on and then also find a great solution for you. She can address health issues, emotional problems, and is also, and this is rare, not every animal communicator can do this, Romy's also excellent at finding missing pets and also missing people. So, anyways, Romy, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Patricia. It's great to be back. Well, we're thrilled. I'm Michelle looking forward and I both... to having a chat with everybody. Oh, God, yes. And, Michelle, you, you mm-hmm. and I had such a great time with Romy, and our animals had a lot to say, didn't they? <laughs> Absolutely, they did, especially the little Shih Tzus. They are talkers. <laughs> oh, they are. They are. Oh, and one of the things that I really want to get back to tonight, now we touched on it last time you were here, is the issue of food. I am always so flustered around the food issue because there's so many foods out there all claiming to be the best one. So I definitely want to get into that again if we have time because I'm still yes. searching for the right food for my little guy who hates dog food and just wants to eat people food. So anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, he's getting it's a his way. One. Yeah, he's getting his way for now. But I'm always interested in, in trying something. So uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure, later. But anyways, let me get... One of our guests um, that is joining us tonight on the phone, and she can ask her question. So this is Pat from Connecticut. Let me get her live here. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi, Pat. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My dog is hanging out. He loves blog talk. When I took that picture, he was actually talking. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start barking. Okay. Um, I've I've rescued hounds for about 30 years. This one, many of them don't have great stories. I'm kidding. Yeah, he's talking. Um, He's 13, and I've done, I do everything I can for his health. I'm on a very restricted income, so um, there's always researching. and, and, And Patricia, I can give you what I've learned about dog food. Um, 
so I'm concerned about his health, how he's doing. His, he collapsed over a year ago with disc issues, and he's come back pretty well. He may have laryngeal paralysis. Something's going on with that. Mm. He lost his voice when, when his discs collapsed. Um, and it's come back a little bit, but not totally. And um, I'd like to know emotionally how he's doing. Uh, you know, hounds always look so sad, and they love to sleep. And today I was looking at him in the car and thinking, oh, my gosh, he just looks so tired and so, you know, I never, I'm always projecting. So. Hi, Pat. Um, thank you. It's nice to meet you here today. Yeah. Um, nice actually, to I have a photo. I have a photo of your little dog. What, what, was, the, what was your dog's name? It's Chance. Chance. And is Chance a service dog? Yes, I have him listed as a emotional support dog, mainly so I can get him into apartments, you know, be accepted right. because they cannot use. Right. Okay, great. Let me have a little um, chat to Chance and see what he's got to share with you today. And um, we'll, we'll just start by um, checking in on how he's feeling today and, and making sure that it's okay to talk with me because sometimes animals actually don't want to talk to us. So it could be a very quick conversation, Pat, but let's just, let's just have a little chat with Chance and see what happens. No, he, he is well and truly ready to talk as he has <laughs> indicated with his, with his vocalness. <laughs> um, <laughs> just give me a moment while I disconnect with him. He's more worried about you than wanting you to be worried about him. Um, he does take on a lot of your stress and anxiety and, and emotions and however you're feeling, he's like a vacuum cleaner for that. And I know you were just talking about projecting. He, he sucks that up and takes that internally, which will show up in things like um, what I'm getting shown here is is like a weakness in the lower back. Now you're talking about a collapsed, that it uh, collapsed, collapsed lumbar. Was it lumbar that you were talking about just a moment ago? We're not sure. He was not, did not have X-rays, um, and I think it is lower back and maybe up near his neck too. Right. Okay. Because I'm just getting, I'm just getting shown the lumbar, which is the lower back area. So, um, what I, what I sense here is that. All of his emotional energy, whether it's his or whether it's taking of yours, that it goes straight into the weak part of his body, which for him mm. is his lower lumbar. And I'm just wanting to have a look at that lower lumbar area now just to see how that is, how that is sitting at the moment as we speak. And it, there, there certainly does feel like a weakness there. Uh, and it's something to perhaps just keep an eye on. Um, and 13, he's sort of coming into his later years as well. So, you know, things start to happen as they get a little bit older. But there, there is a weakness there. I'm, I'm getting told acupuncture, actually. There's a lot of energy blocking in both the lower lumbar and the laryngitis. And really interesting because 
That is the throat chakra and the second chakra, that sacral chakra, and those two are very connected. This is kind of our creative center. Um, and, you know, the second chakra is our one-on-one relationships. It is, um, you know, the, the a power center. It's our sexual prowess. And our throat chakra is our expression. This is where we hold our secrets and our anger and frustrations and things like that. So these two work very closely together. And it's interesting that he's got um, laryngeal paralysis. I think is what you mentioned before, because the throat chakra is very, very closed. What can be done? What is, what is something that could be done for Chance? He, I feel like he needs just a spring clean of energy realignment. So some energy healing, um, some acupuncture, a very gentle and... Um, well, let's just say a gentle animal chiropractor or a dog chiropractor. In fact, it's funny. I get this feeling that tonight is going to be a little bit about the lower lumbar. So there may be some other mm. animals that have this have some problems here as well. So um, he absolutely adores you, Pat. He is just like that look that he's got, this kind of googly-eyed look at you, that is just adoration of the highest order. He thinks that you are... I'm getting the word startling, actually, which is kind of interesting. But um, he's saying, you know, startling, you startle him all the time. And that's not in a, a frightened kind of way. It's just like a, um, and a you're amazing. You amaze him. Um, you're, he tells me that you're highly intellectual and that you don't give yourself enough um, sort of kudos for some of the things that you do and the things that you come up with because you're also very creative. And so... And my throat's starting to go a little bit here. So it'd be interesting to know whether your throat chakra and your second chakra are also a little bit out of alignment. So whatever you do for him, if it's acupuncture and energy healing, it would be worthwhile doing the same for you. Um, Go ahead. um, I was just going to say, I don't see that he's sad. You know, when, you know, dogs often look like that, don't they? They give us those eyes and we think, oh, gosh, what's wrong with him? He's depressed. (laughs) Uh, I don't feel like he's sad. I feel like he's he's in a little bit of pain, but he's very content with his life. And he he loves that that he has a job and that his job is to support you. But you just need to perhaps be a little bit mindful of of how your emotional state is and how much he's taking from you, which will show up in his physical body. That's my worry. Can you tell him that I can carry my own stuff and he doesn't need to? Yeah, you know, that's something that you should speak to him about and and okay. just intend intend that energy and that conversation to come into him, to into his mind and show him in images, speak the words, whatever it is, however you do that, but just let him know that, you know, whatever you're feeling, let's say you're very upset tomorrow about something and just let him know, you know, that I feel, you know, Chance, I'm feeling upset today. I'm okay. It's mine. You don't need to take this from me. And then just pull your energy field right into your skin or even deeper in, depending on level of upset or anger or whatever it is, 
right into the solar plexus or at least into your skin. So he's actually not sensing what's going on within okay. your energy field. Okay. And if, you know, money is so difficult, if I really can't manage acupuncture or energy healing and I will try, uh, what can I do? Can I try to do some hands-on or? Yes. Um, you know, I understand that is a difficult situation, isn't it? We all have that uh, at, at some t- some point as well where things, we need to do a lot of things and they're all very expensive. Um, right. So, yeah, absolutely. Look, there's so many YouTubes and I would, I would be YouTubing, um, you know, things like Tellington Tea Touch, um, okay. which has done, there's a lot of YouTubes on technique and, and very simple, you know, there's very simple things that you can do, even just energy healing, you know, if you can perhaps find some information because you are actually a healer, very much so. Uh, I can feel that. See what you can find on YouTube is, or, or some little courses or workshops that, that you can do yourself that you can um, help chance uh, with your own abilities and your own energy. Okay. And all the supplements I'm doing, it, it, are they basically helping or am I overdoing it for digestion and pain and all kinds of stuff? Yes. I feel like there's, I feel like some of the supplements are actually causing some digestive issues. Okay. So, yeah, you know, without spending, health things can take a little bit of time, but I just feel like some of the supplements are, there is too many, and yeah. some of them are, are just making him feel quite um, queasy inside. I just, I know I, I know you have other people, I just started a new dog food and I'm really impressed with, and it's the only kind of, if it's the only kind that's got this stuff in it, and I'm hoping this is going to help his digestion. Do you see this supporting him, this new kibble? Look, I have to say, Pat, that I'm not a fan of dried food for animals. Yeah, and I cook for him too. Yeah. I would say more raw food and less dried food. So, you know, not too much of the kibble. He doesn't if, get a lot. I, your... cook, I cook for him, but um, to make sure it's balanced, I add some kibble, and he loves kibble. So he gets maybe two cups a day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just pay attention to, to what his bowel movements are like and, and his energy levels and, you know, the, the coat, his um, coat and eyes and things like that. Observe and pay attention to his behavior and, and, you know, there's some dead giveaways sometimes with how we feed our animals and how they, how they look and right. how they behave. So, so just keep an eye on him, as you probably are, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you pick anything All up right. on this new... Thank Pat, you. We've got, to, uh, we've got to move along where we won't be able to get thank to the you. other folks. So yeah. thank you That's so much for calling in. And you can also thank get a hold of Romy if you want more information. Make sure you follow her on Facebook, and you can go to her website, which is RomyBueller.com, and there's more information there. Yeah, already done. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank, thank you, Pat. Pat. I have a 
<laughs> I have a quick question, Romy. Is it common for our pets to have physical or energetic issues that are similar to the humans they are living with? So would you have a human who has a lot of GI issues and then their pet is having the same? Or, or they don't usually carry that energy? Uh, they do, yes, very much. You know, they can okay. they can mirror our physical, you know, cancer, pancreatic mm-hmm. cancer in a person and, you know, the cancer in a dog or a cat or a horse, you know, it is... Mm-hmm. It is very common to, for an animal to, to take that energy because a lot of the time they just want to heal us. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know that means taking on some of our illnesses. Mm. Yeah, wow, well, that's a tough thank one. you for yeah. sharing that. That's a good question yeah, too, pleasure. Michelle. Thank you for asking that. Okay, well let's mm-hmm. see. I've got somebody here. This is Michelle, maybe a friend of yours in Arizona. Let's bring them on. Area code five two zero. God, this wheel is slow tonight. Hi. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question for Romy tonight? I do. Um, We rescued a dog. Well, actually, he showed up on our door, um, and we've taken him in. He has a lot of, it seems like, anxiety, and we just kind of want to know where his mind is if he's happy here if he needs something from us that we're not providing um you know general questions i guess on how his well-being is yeah sure hi jennifer um what is your dog's name and sex and age please um he is a male his name is gonzo and he is one years old gonzo i love it (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and, and Jenny may or uh, may not be my friend from high school. I'm not going to comment oh. on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what sort of dog is Gonzo? Jennifer, is he is he a bit of everything or is he a, a something he describable? He is everything. We did a DNA and he's a bit of German Shepherd, Chow, Chihuahua, um, oh my Akita. A bit of everything. Wow. That, Wowzers, that is an interesting <laughs> Chow, Akita, Chihuahua, German Shepherd. That's a great mix. Okay, let's have a little look at Gonzo. Just give me one second just to connect with him. He's got, um, what I'm getting shown here is he's got quite frantic kind of energy like he's He's not, he's not very grounded. He's not in his body. Um, and his anxiety is all in the digestive system, which is usually where it sits. The small intestine, the large intestine, the stomach, I see it sort of encompassing that whole um, digestive area. Hmm. He, he's very... How long has he, have you had him? Um, almost six months. Right. Okay. So he's very trying to trying to get him to sit still for a second, so I can actually actually understand what he's trying to show me here, because he's kind of going um, trying to describe what what I'm seeing here. Is he's running away and he's coming back. He's running away and he's coming back, and he's very confused as to um, where. Not confused. That's not the right word. He loves where he is, and he feels very safe and very confident. But there's this part of him that doesn't feel any of those things. So his first six months, 
what he's telling me here is uh, it was quite, and I feel really quivery. I feel frantic and I feel quivery. So his his first six months were very, um, very all over the place. He, he's just, I'm struggling to keep him still, which is why I'm, why I'm struggling to even talk to you right now. I'll get my words out. Just one moment. They will come. <laughs> he, he really struggled with his first six months. He didn't feel safe. He didn't feel loved. He didn't feel needed. He didn't feel um, a part of anything. He felt abandoned. He felt fearful. So you've got all of the high-end fear problems right there, which show up as anxiety. And But now he is in a place where he feels confident and he doesn't want to feel like he does but he doesn't know how to feel um you know safe and secure in his body so it's like he's, mm-hmm. he's compartmentalized he's got two parts of him he's got this first six months and the second six months and he still feels a little bit out of sorts in terms of um not feeling 100% connected to where he is. While he, while he likes where he is and he likes his circumstances and situation now, he's still, okay, this is the abandonment stuff that I see quite, quite a lot actually. So there's, abandonment is quite a big thing uh, for animals that have been rescued and or been weaned too early as well. It's the same situation. Uh, there's this abandonment thing with him that is stopping him from feeling, from allowing himself to connect fully with you. Is there anyone else in your house? Yeah, my husband. People, that is? Yeah, okay. He feels a little cautious of him. And what I want to say with that is I think there's a male figure or figures that showed up in his first, in his child puppyhood that perhaps weren't um, quite savoury, let's say. Mm. So there is a little bit of work to do there. He feels very connected to you. You are his security blanket, 100%. You know, whatever you do, I feel like he's around you all of the time. Is Is he like your shadow? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're his survival. <laughs> you know, you're the security blanket. So he's, he's very happy where he is. And there's that part of him that knows that this is good, this is safe, this is where I want to be. And I shouldn't feel the feelings that I'm feeling, but I don't know how to stop them. So mm, okay. well, that's what we need to sort of get to is how do we make him feel calm and relaxed and in his body and more complete? Mm-hmm. Does he get outside much? Because it's very, him, his pause on earth is very grounding for him, as it is for everybody, mind you. But um, I'm seeing sort of sandy, sandy dirt is very grounding for him. Yeah, he, yeah, we take him out a lot. We have a park in our community that has a lot of sand and he loves to go there. So we go there often. We go there probably two to three times a day. So yes, he gets a lot of outdoor time. Right, okay, that's good because he needs it. He, he, his body drinks the earth's energy in. Uh, he's a great teacher to us on how to, how to earth ourselves. I see mm. the energy coming from the core of the earth straight up through the, through the sort of base of his paws and into his, I'm going straight into my hips and my shoulders actually. So 
Um, there's a lot of tension for him in the shoulders. There's a lot of burden, I feel, in the shoulders. And there's a lot of fear in the hips. So there's mm. a, lot of, um, a lot of contraction, a lot of muscular tension in those parts of his body, which makes him move, uh, his movements quite stiff and difficult sometimes. Mm. Okay. Again, I'm getting acupuncture would be really good for him. At acupuncture, I see a lot for animals, actually. It's not anything new. It's a great way to open the energy channels to get the energy moving. And his energy is blocking in his joints. So in his knees and his elbows and his even his ankles, it's like the whole legs, every joint in the leg uh, and through the spine and the neck, okay, like his whole body is just full of tension. And with tension, there's the energy block. And so the blocked energy can't allow the freedom of not just physical movement, but emotional movement. So the emotions, the anxiety needs to flow through and it's just stopping and getting locked down. So um, a lot of love and I'm sure you're doing that as well. And again, I mentioned to Pat before about Tellington Tea Touch and this is for anyone that has an animal, whether it's a guinea pig or a horse or a cat or dog, tea touch is amazing or even snakes. I know people have used them on snakes and squirrels and things. Um, mm. Tea touch is pretty amazing and it's so simple and you can do courses, but you can also YouTube um, search and there are so many people that have got hands-on you know, videos of exactly how to do things and I would recommend that you find... Uh, find someone that you can resonate with on YouTube there and just learn some of those techniques or buy the books or whatever it is because, you know, it's stuff that you can very easily learn yourself and bring these into your regime of working with Gonzo because he needs to really um, calm his entire internal and external energy fields and his organs and, and all of that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So definitely um, hands-on. A lot of touching, the fight flight area around the ears, you know, rubbing his ears and around the base of his ears. Uh, I see his tail going under quite a little, quite a lot. I don't know if he's got a tail, but if he does have a tail, I see it sort of hooking under and his butt sort of dropping. That is his survival and safety area. And so mm-hmm. when we're, you know, that's their handshake effectively, that the back area, but. Uh, when that is feeling compromised, the tail will go under and will drop down. So, And then, you know, then if you're at the front end of the, a dog, they will bite you uh, if, if they feel unsafe. So that's my recommendation is to really um, do some research on some things that you can do for him. There's a lot you can do for anxiety. I'm also getting shown flower essences. So flower essences for anxiety are amazing. Okay. Yeah, you're spot on. Everything you said is exactly what he seems to be going through. We're not sure about his first six months. We took him to the pound, and they said that he had been there many times before, and the owner didn't want him anymore. So not real sure what happened, but we're happy to have him. Oh, good for you. Yeah, really. I think it was a rough start, but, you know, he's in a good place now. And sometimes we just have to manage problems. We can't fix them because a lot of the things come in the womb. They come also from past lives like the humans. Uh, and their first informative months. So sometimes we can't fix things, but we can certainly get them under control and manage them. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We learned a lot today. 
My pleasure, That's Jennifer. Great. Thanks for dropping by. Yeah, thank, thank you, so you for your call. Thank you. Okay. How interesting. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard for dogs when they get abandoned. Oh, my goodness. So thank God Jennifer found this little guy. That's great. So let's see. Yeah. We've got uh, another lady from Connecticut. We've got Deborah here. Let me bring her live. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Rami. Um, I am in love with my cat, Snowball, who I've had for 11 years. And um, I just want to make sure it, it, that I'm giving him everything that he needs and that you don't pick up on any health concerns. I know that everybody feels their animal is the most special, and I'm sure that they are, but he's such a wise soul, and I just want to make sure there's not something that I'm not picking up on that he needs. I love him from stem to stern, and so I'd love <laughs> to just see what my pickup on. <laughs> oh, great to meet you, Deborah. Um Snowball, yes, wisdom, absolutely, 100%. The first thing he shows me is he loves chasing things, as, and I'm getting an image of a mouse. Does Snowball get outside? No. One of the conditions when I adopted him from a rescue place called the Queenie Foundation, she said, I will not let you have him unless you promise to keep him inside. And since I had two outdoor cats previously and I had to deal with fleas and bites, um, I, I, I kept true to my word. And so he's been an indoor cat, but he does love to chase things, and I try and play with him every day. Great. Well, you get a gold star for that because cats get very bored, they get very lazy, and they get fat. So <laughs> uh, it's, really, it's really important for us if they get overfed. It's important for us to play with them, and he that's the first thing. It, and what he says to me is it's thrilling for his insides. So, um, you know, I just feel so excited internally when, I, when I'm chasing something. So um, that's great. That's very good that you're doing that. Now, I have a question for you because this snowball is feeling quite intriguing. Aside from being very wise, which he is, uh, oh, no, actually, he just wants to butt in there and say that he's quite chuffed with his name. He doesn't know why, but he just likes it. So, again, <laughs> you get another green tick there, Deborah. <laughs> uh, well, so I'm, also wondering, I'm also wondering because um, when, I, when I love, I end, <laughs> I end up coming up with different names. So sometimes he's Snowball, sometimes he's Monkey, sometimes he's Sweetie Pie, mm -hmm. and he seems, he seems to like all the different names I give him. Yes, he does. He's just, he's got a big Cheshire cat grin on his face while he hears <laughs> you talking there. Um, he does. And, you know, anyone that owns a cat knows that we have at least seven to ten names for them, and they know <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> I'm guilty of the same. Uh, so this is my question, Deborah. Do you sometimes yeah. find that... Snowball is missing or you can't find him somewhere? Does he seem to be invisible? Um, hmm. Not, not really. I mean, if I can't find him, I say, Snowball, give me a baby. Um, he pretty much runs out because he knows I'm going to pick him up and kiss him all over. So 
he he doesn't disappear that much. Um, and and if I can't find him, I just call, and he usually comes running because he knows he's going to be covered with smooches. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So that's interesting because what I find with Snowball, what he's showing me is mm. that because he's very otherworldly, he's a he's a very yeah. wise, etheric cat, and what he tells mm. me or he's showing me actually, is that he spends a lot of time traveling into other dimensions and he shows me that he is an overseer. Like he's the manager Mm. of the managers and teachers of other cats in spirit that are up there learning to, you know, do whatever they need to do to come back to earth. So he, Mm. he doesn't teach, he doesn't go up there and teach the past cats and he's telling me cats only, um, but he does just make sure that the teachers are teaching the right things and he just oversees and manages them. So he spends a lot of time disappearing out of his mm. body and, you know, mm. he can be in two places at once. So he might just look really, really still or he might be somewhere that you just can't see him. But he, he time travels or he travels up to kitty cat heaven and he teaches them mm. all for when they're ready to come back to Earth, which I found absolutely fascinating. Um, I love yeah. that, which is why he's, you know, he is wise because he's number one. He's like the boss. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes so much sense because there's times when, you know, he's sleeping and I just very, very gently pet him and say, you're such a good boy. And he just lets out a purr and I just, <laughs> You know, I just sense that, you know, I'm doing some work here so you can love me but don't disturb me. So I do give him his space, yeah. but uh, he might object, but I probably overkiss him, but I'm probably not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's okay. He's okay. And he's, he's just telling me I'm capable, I'm content, I'm a little independent, uh, but I have free reign, so I'm happy. And he would love to be outside. He was outside when he was little, but he is a, as cats are, he's a hunter. So that's obviously why he's, um, you've been asked to keep him inside. Um, he, he also just has a message for you, Deborah. And he, he, he's asking for you to learn how to manage your stress a little better. Do you find that you are stressed at all? That's probably a question. Are you not stressed? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's very accurate. Yeah, because he's saying, look at me and be me. So Mm. that's his little message for you, that uh, he absolutely loves you. He thinks that you are, uh, this is interesting too, he's showing me like you like Play-Doh, like he can teach you things uh, because you pay attention Mm. to him. But if you pay more attention as to, you know his personality and his behaviour, and do that. Uh, he can he can teach you many things. Yeah, well, Great. that's very interesting because um, intuitively, I felt one day um, when I was stressed, I felt intuitively he was talking to me. He goes, "Do you see how much you adore me?" And I and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "I sleep, I eat." I play and I love you and that's all I do and yet you love me. And I was like, mm. wow, wow. So that was like a big, 
that was like a big lesson to me about not having to be anything else other than what I was. So he, he is a master teacher to me. And, you know, it's so um, helpful to know that he's working in other dimensions because I've uh, looked into his eyes. And I said, oh, my God, who are you? And thank you for finding mm-hmm. me. You know, he is such a wise master soul and such an incredible loving being. Uh, I thank God every day that uh, we found each other. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's great. He is. He is a wise soul and he's very busy. When He might just look really still, but he may be traversing the universe. Is there anything so else great. he needs? Yeah, is there anything else he needs from me or do you pick up on anything that I might be missing with his health? I just want to make sure he's really, no. really happy. Yeah, you know, I don't. And it doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with him because animals can block information as well for various reasons. But what I'm getting shown with him is he can self-manage his health and yeah. he, is in, he is in perfect health however that looks for him right now. And he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need to have anything changed. He doesn't need a vet visit or any of those types of things. And you will know because you can actually hear him very, very clearly. You'll know when he yeah. needs something. And if you pay attention, you'll know, um, you know, just looking at him if he needs something. But he, mm. he's very much self-managed. And when it gets time to pass, what I feel with him too is he would, he would like to pass by himself. He'd like to let nature take its course and not have intervention. Okay. So not that he's okay. there yet by any means, but he's just sort of showing me that he's very self-sufficient because he's so um, evolved and he's such a a master that he just wants to live life. In fact, what I would probably see if he was allowed outside and it was time for him to pass, he would go missing just so he wouldn't be taken to the vet and helped with that situation. So he's he's self-sufficient. Okay, well, that was extremely helpful. Thank you so much, Rami, for that information and thank you for doing what you do. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Deborah, for joining us today. Yeah, okay. thanks, thanks for your call, again. Deborah. That was Thank fabulous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Great. Okay, that so now I have so another great. question. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my question. <laughs> As humans, right, we worry when we are getting ready to transition. Oh, my gosh, what about my kids, my husband, my whoever? Do our pets worry when they are getting ready to transition? Do they worry about their humans? Or are our pets really, you know, just open and like, hey, it was a good run. I'll see you soon. Yeah, there's, that's, uh, animals are so great at death and dying. And they are also great teachers to us on how to do it and how to be within that grief cycle the the grief before the grief after the whole process um they they will hold off their passing so we can get our grief in order a little bit which we don't Mm -hmm. tend to do so well but they they just they're just great with it you know they they process it they understand it. It's just a part. And actually, I hear the word recycling a lot. So they mm-hmm. pass, they go back to earth, they go, and then they come back. And so, you know, they don't, they don't get caught up on, oh, what about the other 
cats and dogs in the house and the people and you know they don't they don't go there not that i've seen anyway others other animal right. communicators may have seen that i'm i've just seen animals that are going okay well mum's a bit frantic at the moment uh, i just let her calm down because uh, i know that she's not quite ready i can hang in there and then once there's a turning point and then they go and then it's amazing and then they're always with us we see them in our peripheral right. vision the little shadow we feel them on our chest sometimes if we're in bed or something like that so yeah yeah well thank you yeah that's beautiful yes interesting answer well i'm going to bring bob on the line with his dog eddie now bob has an interesting experience to share with you romy and Mm. i'm hoping you can give him some and i know you'll give him some good direction on this bob welcome to the show well thank you so much thank you for taking my call Yes. Hi, Bob. So, <laughs> Hello, Rami. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm all the better for hearing you, Bob, and I'm interested to hear about Eddie and his little whatever's going on. Okay. This is a bit unusual, but uh, la- night before last, I, there was a very unusual paranormal event that happened in my bedroom. I saw what appeared to be a black mass which actually formed either in or in front of the closet and slid along the floor up alongside the bed, past the headboard, and disappeared. I thought at first it was Eddie because it was black, and the room was dark, just the television was on. This happened twice more between 9.15 and 9.30. After the third time... It was a bright, very bright flash of light, like a flash from a camera. And it was just in front of the closet door. It was so bright, it illuminated the whole closet, my bureau on the right, and part of the wall um, in the bedroom. Now, the reason I bring the dog into this is later on, Eddie went over, stood in front of the closet door, and froze. He was just like a statue. Not even a hair on his tail was moving. And he mm. just stood there for the longest time staring into that area. So my question is, I don't know if he sensed something or if he's aware of something going on that I can't see. Um, so I'd like to know if he if he has information that I don't. Yeah. How intriguing. Um, let's just have a look. While you were talking, actually before you even started talking, Bob, um, I see him. Now, I don't, I'm just going to sort of talk this out because we'll see where it ends up and then we'll come back to this, um, what's been happening there. Okay. I, I see him flicking around like someone's behind him. This is the image that I've that I've just been getting. And then it looks like, you know, you talk about a black mass. I'm seeing this black mass, which I my brain has gone, oh, it looks like a tarantula. Um, this yeah. big black mass that has come up his back left leg onto his left hip. Oh. And then I see, I see some pain. I feel some pain in his lower lumbar and which goes up into his, into his head, into some mental tension. 
And it feels a little bit like a nerve impingement pain back into that uh, lower lumbar area. And almost to the point where it's an effort to lift his tail and wag his tail. Now, I'm assuming that he has a tail, and I know um, yes. some dogs don't, but um, has he had... I, I am coming back to your question, but has he had any issues that you've noticed with his back end, like um, falling out or limping or yelping or just looking around his left no. shoulder like, who's behind me? No. Um, when I let him out in the yard, he runs around pretty well. Um, right, okay. I, I haven't That's noticed any any problem like that, not noticeable anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let me just take a second to, to connect with him properly and come into this um, interesting scenario that you, what is he looking at? Just give me a moment. Um, sure. For everybody that's listening, I am just taking a moment just to see what I can see, but it means I'm not saying anything. So. Okay. Yeah, this is a wild experience you had, Bob. There is definitely something in there, isn't there? Okay, it's very that. Um, blackness uh-huh. is has got a sticky feeling. Like if you could feel it, it's very thick, like a um, almost like a molasses or a, a, oh. a hot, sticky asphalt kind of. That's what it looked like. But yeah, but very dense. It's very, it's black, very, very black, and it's very, very dense. That's exactly right on. What is that? I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah. I'm just still looking at it. I'm just trying to see. And I want to uh-huh. feel how Eddie's feeling while he's standing there. Because I want to say paralyzed. It's like he was paralyzed in That's that That's what moment. it looked like. He was like a statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to know whether that was fear from him or whether something has kind of manipulated his energy. So let me... I feel like he's been... I feel like this is not about his... He's conscious. Like he's conscious and he's there and he can see all of this and he can sense it. But he has actually been stood still, are the words I'm getting. Like this entity or whatever it is, this energy has has made him stand still, rigid and frigid and paralyzed and all those words that are just bombarding me here at the moment. Wow. This is like something you'd see on a midnight movie, this sort of black thing that kind of glides and slides across the room. Well, that, that's why I've never experienced that. I've, we've had other paranormal experiences, but nothing like this thing. And it was swirling. Inside it was swirling around whatever... The, with the inside it yeah very it's very interesting and I'm going down into your land I've, I'm getting this kind of vortexy um, image going down under your house uh-huh and I'm sort of from the center the center of your house 
if I'm standing over the top of it, the centre of your house to the back right, there seems to be a ley line or some kind of geopathic stress or there's something, there's like a, a crack that is allowing energy to come through there. This has been there for a long, long time. This is well before any houses were ever built in, in this area. This oh, is wow. old energy. And I feel like a um, someone, and I don't know anyone um, here that could help you, but some land healing that need, this needs to be shut down. It's, I don't see it. Um, it just doesn't need to be there. So I just I see some see. land healing. You might need some crystals in certain parts, uh, but I'm just getting I'm getting shown a like a fissure or a line, which feels like a ley line, a negative ley line that is letting stuff out from the earth. That um, and why is it? It's right underneath your house and a little bit beyond, so it's got easy access to your house. And I feel like if things start to go wrong. But, you know, it might be things like um, you drop a plate in the kitchen or you lose your job or the dog gets sick or, you know, if things just start to, you know, go wrong to whatever degree that this is land. This is land issues. Well, you, you don't mm. realize how right on you are because the very first night we slept in this house, there was three loud knocks in the basement. And oh. sev several times the lights in the basement had gone on by themselves and scared the daylights out of my wife. Mm. Since that's yeah, right yeah. on the day we moved in. Right. Yeah. This. Um, and because what I feel with it, it, it this is, it's trying to get out, and it's trying to attach itself onto a higher energy to release itself, but it. I also feel like if it does attach, and it, and this could be Eddie, it could attach to Eddie, which oh. would, and this is okay. This, this is where we're going because I did see this what I what sort of looked like a fat fat tarantula on his back left hip, and then into the lower lumbar, that it may start to cause issues like this, like a, a lumbar pain or you know strange behaviour or something like that. It's trying to, I feel like it's trying to find some energy that it can. Um, lock into but it won't release so I do feel like some I don't know powerful land hearing land healing and, and property clearing and of all of the residents animals humans within the property and it crosses boundaries like it you know I'm sort of seeing I don't know where what sort of situation you live Bob whether you're in a suburbia with houses next door and behind you but it, mm -hmm. it's a good couple of acres of of area I feel uh, well, I'll have to seek out someone that knows what to do about that because I, <laughs> I certainly don't know how to handle it. Yeah, yeah, and because I feel like if you can't get beyond, you know, they can, I don't know how land healers work, but I, I'm just getting shown crystals in the corners of your property, underground, across the back fence line and the side mm -hmm. fence lines, a little bit across the front within the house, um, and it may take a few goes for that person, you know, just fi finding someone. And Patricia or Michelle might actually um, have some information here that might be helpful. But finding someone yeah. that has, you know, got Great. the power to remove stuff like that. 
Okay, great. Well, I, I certainly am. appreciate the information, that's for sure. Yeah, I keep yeah, my hearing pleasure. shaman. So I would say look for a shaman in your yeah. area that's familiar um, because that's the word that I keep getting, and I feel like they would have a lot of luck clearing and closing what needs to be closed. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll find yeah. somebody. I know Patricia will help me. Look, I know that for sure. Absolutely. I'll be sure to help you with that. Yeah, unfortunately, we're, you're down in Virginia, but and I'm up here. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be over tomorrow. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we'll find you somebody <laughs> to, to help yeah, you with I wanna, that. And, you, you know, since since Betty passed away, Eddie and I are together 24-7, and I don't want anything to happen to my pal. No. Oh, God, no. No. Absolutely not. No. He's um he just wants to tell me or to tell you, Bob, that he if he was at school he would have got an A in drama and then I'm getting shown <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor and that he should have been a Hollywood star. So I don't know yeah, that sounds drama like queen. A... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That sounds like Eddie. <laughs> I do feel right, well. like he's got a little bit of lower lumbar pain too. So just just observe his his movement and um, notice how he walks and whether he's um, you know dropping into one of his hips or you know just pay a little bit of attention to his movement because he may need some chiropractics or something at some point, Eddie um, Bob. Oh, okay. Would it be worth me taking him to be X-rayed just to be sure? No, no. I think if you can find a dog chiropractor, you know, dog chiropractors are very gentle, and a lot of the time it's just it's almost looks like a massage when they're realigning the skeleton and whatnot. They've got magnetic blankets and things like that that they can um, get okay. the dogs to lie on to to flow the energy. I don't. An X-ray is a bit uh, extreme, is what I'm getting told, but a realignment. And this goes for anyone with dogs. We have a 16-year-old uh, dog here, and and we just get maintenance. We have a monthly chiropractic maintenance for him just because he's running around and walking up and down stairs and falling over things. So like us, they just get a bit well, out of alignment. So, yeah, okay, something that sounds, like that would be helpful. That sounds good to me. Not a problem. We'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah thank you for your call. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much, and I certainly appreciate the information. I hope you all have a great evening. Thank you, Bob. You too, Bob. You thank too. you very much. Okay, bye-bye now. I'm so glad that you figured that out because I was very concerned about uh, Bob when he told me about this. So good job, yeah. ladies. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, Ed, Eddie's just sitting here saying, no one seems to notice my genius. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is everyone going? No one knows I'm a genius. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's too cute. Well, we still need to get to some people here, and oh my goodness, this is just going too fast. It's so much fun talking to you, Romy, and hearing your insights here. So let's see. We've got somebody else here from Connecticut. Let's bring this person on. Hi, what's your name? Hello? 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 Hi. Hello? Who's this? Hi, it's Leanne. Leanne, hello. I was thinking it might be you, but you gave me a different number, so threw me off there. Um, so you know what? I did give you a different number. My apologies. Thank you so no much for taking problem. my call. I'm having 
much yes. fun listening to everybody. Oh. To everyone. That's great. That's great. Now, I believe Romy has a picture of your baby, Charlie. My Charlie. Yes. Charlie, thank hi, you. Romy. Thank you for taking the call. Pleasure. So, so Charlie is, is getting on in age, and he is uh, a little more anxious than he used to be. And I just I just want to know that he's doing okay. Um, I notice he's a little unsteady on his legs every now and again, and uh, and I have to leave him with somebody else over the Fourth of July weekend, and it it hurts my heart a little bit to do it, but I want him to know that he's going to be okay. So I, overall, I just like how's he doing? Does he know we love him? And uh, is there anything we can do for him that we're not already doing? Sure. Well, it's great to have you and Charlie here today. He is just the cutest little thing. I want to pick him up and export him over to Australia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, a, he's showing me he's very excited to be here today. And he's showing me that by being very hyperactive and doing aerial twists and, you know, things like that. And he, he tells me that he was a no, I'm a rock and roll star, he says, and he shows me playing an electric guitar like Bruce Springsteen, um, which actually, to which he is saying, and this makes no sense to me, he says, um, Bob Dylan is more my style, uh, which is strange because Bob Dylan is not a hyperactive electric guitar player that I recall. <laughs> so... That's kind of his first impression. He's very excited. He's very excitable. And I feel that all excitement just quivers around in his little tummy like frantic butterflies. Um, he gets very excited very easily. And he's not as able as he used to be, but he's still as excitable as he used to be. So yeah. that is a good thing. He's still got the enthusiasm and that zest for life. Very much, yes. He, do you get him out to parks and walking and things because he feels very sociable, loves other dogs, although they may, may not like him so much with his with his hyperness, but um, he just he loves everyone, loves everyone and everything. And that anxiety is just, is it anxiety or just excitement? Because I just feel so excited, like to the 150% excited. He is very look. excitable. I mean, he is he's very happy. I mean, you, you've really described him very well. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of, he doesn't have as much gas in his tank, so he can only go so far. Yeah. You know, when yeah, we pick him out yeah. for a walk, I take him out for two shorter walks a day, and we end up picking him up because he gets tired, but he still wants to be out there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of envision yeah. getting one of those, like, doggy uh um, strollers for him at some point mm. just because he'll need to go out and and take a break <laughs> yeah yeah he absolutely loves being outside and you know it's really important for dogs to get outside and walk because even if they don't go very far they have to sniff absolutely everything so sometimes as they get older it's not always about uh, it all, it is about exercise, of course, because we are made of muscles and joints, so we need to move. That is our body. Um, but for a dog, a lot of the time, it's about sniffing 
stuff. Whatever's in the air, whatever's on that tree or that fence or that pavement, they need to get their little schnozzers in there and sniff it up. <laughs> so, um, which is good for their lungs. Their lungs are constantly working. So he is saying that it's about five times too short, his walks. This is what he's saying, so his perspective. <laughs> Um, and he could really be out there for hours. He doesn't need to, while he, as a young dog, would love to run, 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 and he can't do that with the endurance now, and his hips and knees don't really have that in it in them anymore, but he does like to be outside, and he can amble, whatever amble means for a little dog like Charlie, but he's just that sniffing and feeling the textures under his feet, so... Getting a little, um, a, you know, a pram type of thing for him is great. Still needs to get out. So it would be sort of in and out, I guess, as right. he gets older. Because he still needs to feel what's on his paws. He still needs to get his claws and, and dig things or feel things and sniff. You know, you can't sniff a tree when you're in a little cart. So, and you've got to get yeah. the nose on the tree or in the grass. He's also showing me too that he needs to eat a little bit of grass because of this and he will choose the grass. This is the interesting thing with cats and dogs. You know, you see cats rolling things. Often they're rolling to get the perfume of something into their into their um, system. Uh, dogs too, they, although sometimes they just like to smell, so they roll in dead things. But, um, you know, he he's needing to eat grass, which he will select... And it's to calm this nervous stomach. So it'll be very specific, as opposed to eating a grass that will help soothe joint inflammation, say, which dogs will choose that too. But for him, it's about um, soothing the digestive system because he's excited, which looks like anxiety. Um, and I, I don't feel like that it's true anxiety. It's just excitement. And he doesn't know how to contain it. He doesn't know what to do with it. But that he says about he room. loves mum, and he he says mum is great, 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 great. <laughs> on repeat, great. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so he's so he's happy and he's he's enthusiastic about life. That's wonderful. Is there any, um, are, are, is there any health concern that we need to to be thinking about for him? Just have a little look. There may be there may be concerns coming up. I don't feel like there's anything at this point, but as he gets okay. older, and I'm feeling organs like you know he may um, have some liver and kidney type of things that come up in the future. So, what can be what is the best way to manage Charlie into his stately years. What does he need right now? He needs a bit of calming, actually, and I and I want to say some flower essences for that. Flower essences are really easy to administer as well. You can just part the... For dogs who eat pretty much anything, unless they're fussy dogs, but you can just put it in their food because it doesn't really have much of a flavour. But if they don't eat that... You can just part the fur on their neck and just put the drops on the skin there and it's sort of absorbed through the skin. But I feel that 
he does need a little bit of calming. And that can be you um, patting him with calmness, you know, because sometimes when we're feeling a bit hyper, we pat our dogs fast. So low, slow from the eyebrows up and over the head, down the body and gently tugging off the tail, just some long, slow sweeps through the back line of the body, some gentle, slow, and I'm just saying this because, Leanne, I don't know what your energy is like. If you're a bit of a hyper person yourself, um, he, no. will, he will feed on that. It's not me, but I, my son is actually here wondering, does he have a message for me? So that would probably be my seventeen, my 16-year-old's energy that's a little bit more, well, it's adolescent. So, <laughs> so they get together, they get together and they, they play. And, I, you know, so the energy, I think, is, is probably a little, a little more intense um, when my son is nearby. Yes. Yes, I can see that. And and the thing is that what I what I find with Charlie or what I'm what I'm getting shown here is that Charlie loves to play and really loves to play with your son actually. Like that is that's number one. That's so much fun. If he can't be outside, he loves doing that. But he doesn't know how to switch off from it. And he needs to have an off button to help reset his nervous system which will calm all of his internals and that can you know that can be um okay there's this is what i'm getting shown here leanne there is a lady by the name of janet marlowe who is a fabulous composer of classical and jazz music she used to play at carnegie hall and whatnot but for the last 25 years she's been composing music for cats dogs horses birds um and putting them into these little uh, speakers Actually, I think you can buy, you can download some of the songs onto an iPod or um, a computer or whatever. But she's got these little speakers, and the music is specifically composed in the hearing frequency by animal. And so there's one specifically for dogs. There's one specifically for cats because their hearing is in a different place than dogs and horses and whatnot. I'm just getting shown here that playing this music, which is classical, it's strings and I think flutes for dogs. Um, will actually help just calm his nervous system. And it's nice music for humans too. So music is important. Sound is really important for everybody that has animals. You know, if you've got Metallica, say, playing, cats and dogs will kind of bristle against that and that will create anxiety within the digestive system and the, you know, the nervous system. They'll try and get away from it. And you'll see them. You'll see their hair and their face and their eyes kind of pinging so that is a thought if you can um you know you can google janet marlowe um pet sounds and have a look at her stuff or even if you're just playing some mozart some strings or some flute music or something like that just to when you're not home and i know you're going away on the 4th of july or you're leaving him with someone on the 4th of july as well which he right. is a little anxious about that does he know that person? Uh, he has met. He has. He has been uh, looked after by that individual in the past, and they seem to have gotten along pretty well. So he'll be staying at home, and the person will be coming here because I'm trying to make it as, as yeah. I'm trying to disrupt him as little as possible. Yes, that that is the best option. And sometimes animals just need to 
understand. So just let him know where you're going, how many dark nights you're going for, because when you're going overnight, um, you know, if you're going away for three nights, just say, I'm, I'm going for three dark nights, show him the sun going down, and then I will be back on this day and we're going to go for a walk. You know, we're going to do his favorite thing, which is going for a walk. So when I get back, this is what we're going to do. So, and then when you're away, just send him messages telepathically, you know, words or images of what you're doing and that, you know, you love him and you're coming back and he's safe and all that kind of thing, just to keep him um, calm. But if you can get some music for him to play, because I just see when you're not there, because you are his uh, connection point, when you're not there, there is a little bit of separation anxiety. So there is that um, that may kind of show up. Having him in your home, that is ideal. So, you know, it'll be okay. fine for you to go away. But if you can have some things, some flower essences and some music, I think that will help a lot. Oh, Wonderful. Great. Well, this was fascinating. You really, I mean, you you really described our dog. I mean, beautifully. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Leanne. He's yeah, a beautiful thank you for boy. Your call. Yeah, thank you, Leanne. Well, we thank are unfortunately running out of some, out of time, and we've got a couple more people to get to. Can we keep these shorter so we can get them both in? Let's see. Yes, let's um, get them in and get them out. And you interrupt me, a, Patricia. Okay. <laughs> and, Michelle, <laughs> I wanted to ask you and Romy to stay, uh, once the show's ended, just keep on, to stay on your connection. Because I wanted, I know, okay. Michelle, you had some information for Romy on that missing dog. So uh, just stay oh, until okay. uh, you get a chance to talk. So uh, let's see. We have somebody here from area code 306. Hi, what's your name? Hi, guys. My name is Dawson. Can you hear me all right? Yes, Dawson. How are yes. you? And do you have a question for Romy? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I was wondering if you're able to reach an animal that's been passed away for a few years. Uh, yes, I can. You can never guarantee that you get the right animal, but um, we can certainly see who comes through for you, Dawson. Absolutely. Okay. What is the name okay, of is, what sort of animal are we looking for? Um, his name was Tom, and he was a Clydesdale gelding. Ah, oh, beautiful. Okay, let me just take a moment just to see if I can connect with him. I do have a horse that's come through here who is. Vera has beautiful posture. The whole chest and the head is up and he's looking magnificent. I want to see if he I was. can... Um, <laughs> he was. He's got a real... I mean, I've talked to a lot of horses, um, but Tom is... I want to say the word majestic. Would that mean anything to you? Yeah, that's the first time what came to mind, he was just stunning to look at when you first yeah, walked yeah, out of the I, farm. Yeah, it's absolutely glorious, and his tail is just kind of flying in the wind, and he's just absolutely glorious. I just want to see, um, just try and get some evidence that I am actually connecting to the right horse here, Dawson. So I just want to see 
and we don't have much time, so I'm, I'm rushing a little bit, but I want to see how he passed. So I just want to ask Tom to show me um, how he passed. Mm, that's, a, that's a tricky one. I'm kind of getting thrown between a few things. I'm seeing a heart problem, but I'm also seeing um, poisoning, perhaps, that maybe I'm seeing frothing at the mouth. Um, and I'm also going into like a colic kind of area. Well, it was, he lost a bunch of weight. He got sick, but his teeth were no good. And it was, I had to make the decision to have him put down. But he had lost a bunch uh, right. of weight. And I got the dentist to come out and his teeth were no good. And it was no good. Right. Right, right. That may be the poisoning that I'm seeing is actually um, being euthanized. But um, I had, in, like, it's been a few years, and like I just now over the past year, it's like grief has just been hitting me all over again. It's like my, it's like I can't let them go, and I just I'm wondering why, why now, why, and I can feel them right there. Yes. You know, what I feel with that, Tom um, Dawson, is that Tom has, Tom's been with you, but behind you. And I, I literally see him walking behind you uh, two or three metres, um, whatever that is in yards, doesn't matter, he's behind you. And he's just been waiting because you, you actually, uh, what he's saying to me here is that you're a, a beautifully emotional man and he needed to bide his time and he needed to wait for the time for you to be able to manage it and yes you are grieving now because you're supposed to be but it won't be as high-end grief as it would have been perhaps right at the time because you needed to do some processing yourself you needed to process okay he's just interrupting me here and he's saying that it was his time to pass that there was nothing else that you could have done. So if you've been wondering whether you did the right thing or whether you could have done something else or whether you could have found out what was really wrong with him, he he didn't want you to find out what was really wrong with him, which is probably why he's also showing me three different areas of his, of his body because he's still a little bit cagey as to what was going on with him. But it was his time because he actually has a lot to do uh, in in spirit world, in horse spirit world, let's just call it that. He's got a very busy job up there and he is actually going to come back and I feel like he's going to come... Are you still around horses? Because I feel like he's going to come back to you. No. Um, well, the, after he passed, I sold off my other my other guy and the, like my time with horses was done. And it's just, I think struggling to let him go was also struggling to let go of my dream of being with horses and I was just wondering if when being with Clydesdales when that time will come again because it just feels hopeless and feels like I'm walking yeah. in a fog. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that it's really difficult isn't it I know the feeling but I do feel like you're going to be around horses again soon enough I can't give you a time frame on that I'm just hearing soon enough and a lot of it will be about when you're ready. So I think you still need to do some processing 
and it may be, you know, there's a, some fabulous people around. Um, there's a lady by the name of Nancy Gordon in, um, where is she? She's in America somewhere. She's a pet grief specialist. And I would highly recommend that, that you um, perhaps organize something with her or someone else to just work through your own grief. She specifically works with people that are grieving from past pets. So, you know, she's been there herself. She knows the drill. Um, that might be really helpful to you because I feel like the horses, and I want to say horses as opposed to horse, the horses are coming back to you, but you need to do a little bit of work first before they are able to rejoin you. And Tom is going to come back to you in all his magnificence. He won't look exactly the same. He may not even be a, a male. He may be a female. Um, but you will know because there will be some mannerisms where you just do a double take where you think, oh, that just reminds me of Tom. That That's uncanny. So just be open to quiet just... next time? Can you give me that much? <laughs> I can't. I want to say no, but I can't be certain. I, I just hear the word Mustang, actually. So um, it could be a Mustang. <laughs> it could be a Clydesdale. <laughs> yeah, don't well, say we're no. To I'm sorry, but we're running out back. of time, guys. So we're going to have to move on. But um, please feel free to follow Romy on her Facebook page. She's going to be doing some lives there for people. Dustin, so you can continue the conversation with Romy on Facebook when she is doing the lives, and she also offers private sessions, okay? All right. Thank you very much, you guys. Thanks, Have a Dawson. good day. Thank you. Thank you. So the last person we're going to be able to get in, um, actually, was Eva, who has, a, you have both of her dogs, one puppy and one older dog. And she didn't call in because she was feeling shy, but she would she would love for you to take a quick look at her two babies and see if there's anything that they would like to say. <laughs> oh yes, I I have actually had a little look at these two, so I can I know we've got like four minutes or less, so I can race out a little chat from both of these beautiful dogs, and I'll start with um, Arabella. Um, Patricia, is Jaggy, do you know, a male or female? I believe he's a male, yeah. He's a male. Arabella's yeah. female. Right. So Arabella is the puppy. <clears throat> right. She's so sweet. She, she personifies the word love. She is just like love in a puppy. A beautiful, beautiful <laughs> little dog. And she says, I'm so excited to be here. That is being not being on the show, but being here on Earth. It's been so long since I've been back, and I loved this. Um, she shows me that she was a Doberman in her last life, and she also says, I was a horse as well. Um, so she has had a life <laughs> wow. as a horse previously. Um, and she says when she was a horse, she was very agile. So it may be that she's very agile in this life as well and, and has have some, you know, um, good joints and good hips and, and that movement type of thing. She loves her home. She thinks it's so much fun. She is a little chatterbox. She would she would quite easily just while away an hour talking. Um, and she calls she calls mum mummy, which mummy is not a word that I've ever used in my life. Um, but she says uh, 
that mummy is beautiful when she smiles and it makes my heart giddy. So <laughs> that's a little little word from Arabella, who's just beautiful. And Jaggy, who is an older, beautiful dog. Um, Jaggy feels a little stiff. Now, I don't know whether she's got some problems, and this is that thing that I was saying at the beginning, that I feel like I've got a lower lumbar um, day to day. She feels a little stiff in the back end, and she shows me this strange kind of walk, like she's, um, I don't know, almost sliding or dropping out in the back end a little bit, dragging her feet uh-huh. perhaps. She's very tight in that lower lumbar, the top of the lumbar area in the lower back. And she's struggling to, I'm asking her to lift her tail for me. And she's, uh, I keep saying she, She's. It's, if it's he, he's got a very feminine energy. Um, if if his tail is okay, I'm having trouble lifting it. And the tail is an extension of the spine. So that often comes through the lower lumbar area when I, when I have trouble lifting the tail. He has a little anxiety and I'm, and I see in this photo that I have of Jaggy, he's licking his lip, which is what they do, animals do to calm themselves. So I'm very, I've got a very tight throat and have trouble expressing myself, people pleaser, and just loves it sitting on mum's lap. Loves it. Mm. I see her picking him up and putting her on his lap and just loves his favourite spot. So oh, he's very happy. Yeah. Wow. That's a very well, thank you. quick... <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> well, Romy, this has just not been enough time to have you on the show, but thank you so very much. Everybody, make sure you follow Romy and Michelle both on their Facebook pages. And again, Romy will be doing lives. You don't want to miss them, so make sure you sign up. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. That was great. Thank you so much. That was awesome. That was so that fun. That was amazing. <laughs> yes. Really Thank you for having me. Oh, we're going to have you back, believe oh, me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I think you're going to be a regular. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, people, people don't know how to hear from their animals. So if you can find someone that can, then they have all yeah. sorts of things I need to know. Yeah. Absolutely, so, I love it, Michelle. You were you were starting to come up with some information about the missing yeah, dog right before we got on the air. So what what did you come up with? Well, I was just feeling. Can you hear me? Okay. I feel yes. like I'm losing you. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, yes. I was feeling yes. like he is just getting ready to resurface, and in the way that I was feeling that, it was like he's planning his escape, or he is. Um, I don't know. I feel like he is trying to leave where he is, and so I just felt like he's going to show up again um, in the near future, and he's working on getting out of there. 
Yeah, that's just so interesting, isn't it? Because, and then then it makes me wonder, uh, the four of us that were looking at whether he was still alive and all of us think he's passed, whether he showed that because he didn't want to be found and he didn't, well, Mm. he didn't want to be found and go back to his, his dad. Uh, he definitely right. didn't want to go back there. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. Michelle, I don't know if you um, felt the same, but that's how I felt. I did. Yeah, I did feel like that, but I also feel like he um, is kind of ready to show up again too. <laughs> so I don't, I don't feel like he's transitioned. I feel like he's still in his body. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Yeah. So Me interesting. Too. Well, we'll, we will see. You know, because there has been. There has been massive media attention at the time um, on him, Australia-wide, even though it's just in Queensland where I live, because he's a police dog, I guess, and they put a lot of time and effort and money into those dogs. But um, and that I'm I'm guessing now that 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 is why he didn't want to be found because he's injured and. I felt like he was trapped, which may actually... I felt like his dad, his human dad, actually caused the injury um, Uh with his own childish anger. But it made me feel like perhaps he's trapped back at the the time, February, when I was looking at him. But he may be not literally trapped in a... In a... a, I don't know, a trap. But trapped in circumstance. Mhm. Right. He definitely that's is ready. I agree I'm, with Michelle. He's, he's ready that's to move on. I, that's why I'm changing here. It sounds like I'm moving because I am. But um, yeah. So I felt like he was trapped, but I felt like he was trapped um more in a location or something like that than in a trap. Mm. If that makes sense. Yes. It yeah. Does. Yeah. Well, that's that's where I felt like he was trapped in a a fence or a location was initially, but mm-hmm. or a, a some somewhere in the bush because he went missing in bushland, bush bushland in suburb industrial area. So yeah, it's very interesting. I just don't know. Okay, don't know what's going to happen next. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to see. And if if we get any more information, we'll pass it on for sure. This is a big deal with yeah. this dog. It really is. Yeah. It really is, and I tell you what, if it, he would go back to his dad, that's the only thing. If he comes out of hiding, that's where he'd go. Oh, okay. Well, so. hopefully, he's he's locked on to your frequency. I saw that so clearly. He doesn't want to go back to his previous owner because his previous owner was a total jerk. So he yeah. wants to be with you, and that's why I saw him on your property looking for you. But I would just take him, and I wouldn't yeah. tell anybody. I would just act like he was a stray. <laughs> There you go. That'll work. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, don't get yeah, him back. He doesn't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a new Maybe name. If he turned up. Mm. <laughs> like Michelle said, you put him in witness protection. <laughs> That's right. It's totally doable. Call you, he's now a female. and uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. will, we will see because I see him. I see him so clearly like no, no other animal I've ever seen. I see him so clearly. So yeah. he is locked onto my frequency and he's just reappeared. So he's he's up to something for sure. Yeah. 
That's so, right. I don't know whether he well, wants me. To, I don't feel like he wants me to help find him. I don't think that's why he's made his appearance. So, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm. That feels correct. So see, okay, see what happens ladies, next. I am on my way to dinner right now, so I am driving. Oh, boy. But it was so wonderful to connect with you both. Oh, you too, Michelle. Yes, you have a wonderful dinner. Thank you, and I will let you know if yeah. I have anything else, okay? Yes. Okay, yeah, Please. sounds good. Thanks, Michelle. Enjoy dinner. Okay. All right. Take care. Drive Take safely. Care. Okay, bye. bye. So, Romy, let's stay in touch, and uh, we'll see what happens next. And yes. I just wanted to really make sure everybody knew to follow you on Facebook. I thought that was really important. We want to build those numbers up for you. And yeah, uh, you. we'll just have you back. You know, another couple months, we'll bring you right back on again. All right. That sounds good. We'll keep plugging away. Yes. <laughs> thank you for okay. your help, Patricia. It's, uh, it was a fun morning. Oh, <laughs> this has been great. Well, thank you so much for your time. This is fabulous. And you are fabulous. Yeah. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Okay. I'll see you next yes, Monday. Yes, you have a good day. All righty. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.